listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Podcasting to you from the seaside town, I mean the landlocked town of Edmond, Oklahoma, not Edmonds, Washington, where I am one of your hosts. My name is Tim Kilkenny. And from Piedmont, Oklahoma, which is very close to Edmond, glad to have Tim in the on the north side here. I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, a little odd. I uh, was messaging a friend and said, you know, things didn't work out where I was. Now I'm in Edmond, and he immediately texts me back, "You're back in Washington." <laughs> <laughs> it is odd for a person to live in Edmonds, Washington, and then Edmond, Oklahoma. Yeah, but, which, which uh, wasn't one named after the other, but the it got spelled wrong in yeah, the telegram or whatever. You got a great got a great memory. Yeah, no, I think that they were both inspired from the same person, but. Uh, Washington, super far from uh, from Washington D.C., and by the time the paperwork made it to D.C., uh, an S had been thrown onto the end. Hmm? <laughs> so, I'm now in the original Edmond. Yeah, pretty much the whole West Coast. Like every town name is a copy of some town on the East Coast. Like. S- it's true. Like Portland, Oregon was a coin toss between someone from Portland, Maine, and someone from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> so it could have just as easily been Boston, Oregon. But. <laughs> they could have just called it. They had. They also had a real fascination with new. This is New York. Oh yeah. New this, new that. So it's like, at least at well, least. That, the, yeah, that was more from the old. <laughs> yeah. So every, every, well, on the West Coast, we have like recycled names from the East Coast, and the East Coast just had new version of wherever they came from. But. Gotta love the English language. There's yeah. no, no shortage of creativity. So, uh, I owe everybody an explanation, I think, and I uh, wanted to let everybody know that I am okay. Everything is fine. My family is fine. Everything's good with Andrew. I've just been putting Andrew off that I didn't want to do a show. 
I had moved to Oklahoma hoping to procure the Kilkenny compound on five acres down there in uh, Newcastle, Oklahoma. And it didn't really work out. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of heartbreaking. And I think that sometimes, you know, anybody who's listened to the show for a really long time will remember that I ran away from home when I was 17 years old (laughs) and began my life, which included a lot of, you know, strangeness and odd detours and whatnot. But the thing that happened when I was 17 that made me run away from home is still around in a way. And uh, that is unfortunate for me. (laughs) So things will not be working out down there. And now we're up here and it's closer to you. And I have a a mother who lives up here and uh, she is uh, kind enough to, uh, to have helped me out in a little bit. And so we don't, we have not purchased a home because you know, my employment continues with the mortgage broker stuff. Good time to become a mortgage broker, (laughs) historically high rates, really uh, great planning on my part. Um, But I want to wrap all that up. And uh, I want to just say a couple things. One, I was kind of emotionally drained and just, just really in a, in a bad place, in a dark place. But I felt people were praying for me. And I, I really think that God is kind of in this. This is part of the plan. He wanted me to see some things. Um, and I've gotten emails over the last few days from listeners who have said, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I'm praying for you guys. So I do appreciate that greatly. Um, yeah. And I apologize. I, you know, I, I, that, that was what I was going to say in my intro. Dang it. Um, I'm going to rename myself. Um, I'll be instead of Tim 52 shows a year, Kilkenny as the, <laughs> the great James Corbett has nicknamed me. I will be Tim 42 shows a year, Kilkenny. I mean, okay. So I don't know. I mean, we well, took, we got three weeks off just now. I think we had three weeks in November. So I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking somewhere in that range. I will do my best to be better, to be more consistent. Uh, the great news is nothing much happened while I was gone. You know, <laughs> nothing much. Just more of the same. Yeah. So the all, all that I will say is that I didn't know any of the details previously from you running away to to join the navy and i had always just assumed you were just you know being an idiot and then you kind of came to your senses later on but but now i i learned that even even young tim kilkenny had his had his reasons (laughs) and you know if people knew the the whole story i think they would uh be more than than gracious about the few weeks of of time off there so uh, well, I do appreciate that. I do not want anyone to get the wrong idea, though. I am still an idiot. I had a lot of very good morals, and uh, I understand what's right and wrong, and I always have from a young age, and I will stick to it, and have been put to the test over the years. However, I appreciate your kindness, but Andrew, I am the one who has done at least five shows with you that I didn't even record. So, I am still an idiot. So, well, it's, I guess, I don't know. I didn't even, you know, the clips I had made were from three weeks ago and very obsolete. So we're we're doing kind of an old school show tonight. Yeah, yeah. But well, I think uh, you know, 
I, one thing I learned too in this whole process is it just, and I didn't learn it, but it just helped me focus on stuff like life is hard right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For and, a, a whole lot of people. And not just for me, right? Like obviously I had this like traumatic situation with a family member, my dad actually. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of weirdness that happened and you know, money's tight and this and that, but it kind of opened my eyes to notice like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of people mm-hmm. are struggling. This, this gas price thing, there was a point I was going back and forth down there. The distance is, I don't know, it's 40, 30 miles, somewhere in that range. I was going back and forth so much. I was having to fill up gas every couple of days. I don't have a friendly gas, non-guzzling Land Rover. I have one that's uh, still friendly, but it just guzzles gas. But there was a point where I was driving back and forth so much. I was getting gas like every two or three days. And it was $100 every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... People are struggling out there, and it doesn't seem to be reported on the news, but everywhere I look, people are, are kind of, like, joking at the gas station, but not joking, and, like... It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of... I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Do you stop going to work? Right. Do you... And the, this is the war on on truckers that we talked about with the, the Canada truck thing, because diesel's worse than anything. Yes. Oh, and I... Yeah, you go know. ahead. And it's... So this is this is intentional demolition. It really is, and it, it, that becomes more and more clear of the, the supply chain of the food supply of you know energy of everything. They are they are breaking it down. They are destroying things. They're destroying you know crypto. Like oh, you can get away from inflation by you know investing in all these. Crypto stuff. Oh, pulled the rug out from that. Oh, the stock market, though. The stock market stocks always go up, says Dave Portnoy. No, pull, pulling the rug out from, from that. So they, you know, they, and don't they forget will the, the biggest take one. it all. Anything they can take away, they're going to take away. And, you know, there's the reason for that is control. Absolutely. The diesel thing. I mean, the diesel thing is a perfect example. If you look into diesel, diesel is actually refined less than gasoline. Diesel should 100% be cheaper than gasoline everywhere across the world. it used to be. It is in most other countries in the world, but not in the U.S. Because we decided we wanted a specially formulated clean diesel. I don't know if that was Barack Obama or whose idea that was, but our stuff has to be gone through so much of a process it actually makes it more expensive. And that's thanks to our government because we want a special super super duper diesel. And now we got, I mean, I, I hate to say numbers because <laughs> we have it good, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, in Washington, they're talking about they're re- they're reaching on premium near ten dollars. There's talks of reprogramming pumps or moving the decimal. I mean, it's yeah, they, they reprogrammed the pumps to to make sure that when uh, we need an extra digit on there, they can do it. It's unreal, great, Un- unreal. And then the other thing, don't men- don't forget to mention housing. Housing is yeah. a disaster right now, and the main thing is demand continues to go up. There isn't as much inventory, and so I don't actually. I don't even want to say that. There's something is drastically wrong with housing. Yep. I uh, there's a a documentary. I, I don't have it in the show notes. I should remind me. I'll send it to you later. You can throw it in there. But uh, True Stream Media, which is Aaron and Melissa Dykes, mm-hmm. they, he used to be the 
producer on the Alex Jones show a okay. long time ago. But anyway, they just did a documentary on the housing crisis, which interesting was so, it? It was good. Okay. Yeah, because they they had been driving around the country for uh, other documentary projects they're working on, and they you know same story everywhere. Yeah, so, you know. With the rate of inflation, I don't know if interest rates are going to help. <laughs> and, and, right. and with the rate of inflation, if you raise the interest rates to the point of inflation, I mean, that's going to hurt. <laughs> it's, they, it's, they don't want you to own a house. They, you know, this yeah. is, they want you to rent a house yeah. and be on the knife's edge of making it or not making it and have to... Come begging for the government and do whatever the government says. And uh, the Ice Age farmer put out a video on digital food rationing in Iran, of all places. And I, and I'm I'm not going to play a clip from the video. People should go check that out. It's just Ice Age farmer Iran digital food rationing rolls out, and he sources it from a news article, which I'll read. Um, I think it's interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, the title is Iran's Racy, I probably pronounced his name wrong, cuts back on bread subsidi- subsidies. But that is not the whole, st- that is a very inaccurate headline. Iranian President Ibrahim Rassi has announced plans to cut back bread subsidies as wheat. Prices soar globally in Tehran, tries to steer an economy hard hit by U.S. sanctions on oil exports. The government will offer citizens digital coupons that will allow them to access a limited amount of bread at subsidized prices, while the rest will be available at market rates. The bread scheme will come into force in about two months. The scheme will later include other goods such as chicken, cheese, and vegetable oil, officials have said. In a live televised interview on Monday night, Racy extolled the benefits of reforming a subsidy scheme that covers everything from oil to bread, costs up to $100 billion a year, and that many cash-strapped Iranians have come to rely on. Today, subsidies are being wasted and people are witness to corruption and discrimination in this regard. How can we let this continue, Racy said. People in the elite urge us to reform the economy and we are determined to do so which is an interesting i don't know if it's a mistranslation but people and the elite urge us to reform the economy well the people and the lizards i I thought i thought iran was this rogue nation that was doing its own thing and totally not part of the new world order slash you know world economic forum system didn't they have a color revolution yeah, the, the, that Green, was supposedly, yeah, that was not fully successful, but apparently it was successful enough. That was when yeah. we had the techno experts, Hillary yeah. Clinton and her techno experts, yeah. 2009. So anyway, so this, this subsidy thing is uh, using a digital ID. You know, oh. There's too much corruption otherwise, and... Well, you don't want the digital ID. Well, that's fine. But, oh, no more bread subsidy for you. And other food will be factored into that, too, coming up. So this is... It's it's all one system. And you, you can see it being rolled out differently in other places. But this is, this is an agenda. So... And don't think that there's, you know, good guys and bad guys and... 
like, oh, well, you know, the world, the West is bad, so therefore Russia, China, and Iran must be good. No, all part of the same system. So. Yeah, it truly is. It truly is. It's, it's all going down the same across the world. And that's the other thing that's kind of odd. Uh, there's inflation everywhere. Yeah. This is, yeah, I mean, this is, this is not just the U.S. It's, it's worldwide. And uh, another story, Iowa egg laying farm kills 5 million chickens, fires 200 plus workers. Pretty extreme measures, right? Yeah. Guess but, how many, how many uh, bird flu positive PCR tests they had that caused, that supposedly caused them to do all this. Two, two, one. One. Two. Oh. One positive PCR test which is killing a- five million chickens, which is bogus, totally bogus. This was just an excuse. And they not only killed all the chickens, they just shut down the plant, fired everybody. That's it. It's like, oh, you, you don't think there's people out there willing to, to risk a little, you know, bird flu that I, I've never even heard the claim that you can get bird flu from eating a chicken that has bird flu but no no we'll just get rid of the, the 5 million chickens so this it's it's another piece of it um, you know we've talked about that part yeah elsewhere so, you know the, you got the uh, economic the supply chain the cutting off the food supply and then the poisoning of the food supply which we we talk about a lot too but yeah yeah starting That's... out happy weeks <laughs> off i don't coming back from some family trauma to uh i mean i'm not coming back from it you're just talking about it because this is it's everywhere it's yeah. absolutely everywhere you look and yeah. <sighs> It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I don't know why. I don't know how to stop it or what to do, but it's. Uh, you know, I, as far, as far as the the whole crypto crash thing, I didn't. I didn't even put any stories in about it. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but it does. You know, Max Kaiser was the the Bitcoin maximalist, right? And he, he said all these other coins are going to zero. And I kind of thought like it was very hyperbolic, you know, yeah. like uh, it's just, you know, he's tacking up his own portfolio there. But he might be right. Yeah. Everything else, might, you know, might be going to, it's to kinda zero. It's kind of funny. I haven't been. OK, so I've, I've been paying attention to housing market, yeah. uh, obviously, obviously economy and uh, stock market. I haven't been paying attention that much to crypto, but that website you just had me on with the Iran story had a crawl at the bottom with oh, yeah, the, yeah. with the crypto prices. Is that is that real? Yeah. <laughs> it's, we got XRP so the, at sub fifty cents now. What yep. is? Oh no, gosh. Basically everything. Uh, so Luna was the you know one of the top ten cryptocurrencies, and there was an issue where. The um, the tether, yep. Basically, which you would think if you're the way it was marketed, was like, okay, there's this. It's a cryptocurrency, but it's pegged to the dollar, right? And 
Okay, Tim, if you are going to have a cryptocurrency pegged to the dollar, what would you back up that cryptocurrency with? U.S. dollars? U.S. dollars? Oh, kind of makes sense. Oh, no. No, there is an algorithm. And then, you know, stuff went wrong and they panicked, sold a bunch of Bitcoin, like billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin and broke the the peg to the dollar and then and you know i'm the wrong person to explain it all sure but, but anyway still. the long story short um everything you know bitcoin got hit really badly mm-hmm. but we're sub 30 the, right now right 29 yeah, something yeah but but the reasons for bitcoin being the way bitcoin is are more clear than ever. I agree. So it's kind of the whole like proof of stake versus proof of work, you know, and it's yep. like, oh, Bitcoin's too slow. And, it, you know, like, no, 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 no. This is, there's reasons for it. And there's the reasons is you can't trust people. Yeah. You know, and Bitcoin, you don't have to trust anyone. So. Except Dave Portnoy. He's got a, he's got a uh, coin now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can trust Dave. So. I'm just kidding. I know a lot of people actually love Dave, so I don't know. But no, he 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 jumped onto like a coin as a joke. So, but yeah, no, some of these coins the, are nuts. Dave Portnoy. The reason I referenced him is because he, during the sports shutdown, because that's his whole oh yeah I'm, business. I, no, I remember this. You know, Day he, Trader Dave. He was yeah. like live streaming himself, throwing massive amounts of money into stocks because and it was great entertainment for people you know oh yeah no like wall street bets was wall-to-wall dave portnoy and the, yep. many of us were many people at that time were all laughing at at him and dude he lost like seven hundred thousand dollars or something crazy in like a matter of two weeks i think yeah you know he, he lost a bunch he gained a bunch and whatever. oh no 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 but, he but was, he net lost a yeah. lot <laughs> he got some at the beginning that got him like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. It was the worst thing that could happen to a day trader. The right first one, he hit big. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know what I'm doing now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's a... Like the William Faulkner novel. Um, oh, which one was it? I think as I, as I Lay Dying? No, I think it was the other... The other famous, super famous William Faulkner novel. And there's a character who's always like going to the post office to send his telegrams to Wall Street and he's just you know, knows he's getting ripped off but he can't can't stop. He's a you know, spending all his money buying stocks from a thousand miles away and believe it or not, it doesn't go well. Yeah. So. This I mean, gosh, you got me on now you got me on Microsoft page for the CBS News story about the chickens just below that i see passenger dies aboard four-hour alaska airlines flight in the u.s from seattle to nashville i did not hear that hear about that yeah hmm. interesting yeah there's there's been <clears throat> a lot of few, deaths a lot a of deaths. Av- aviation stories of you know oh, the, the passenger had to land the plane oh what happened to the pilot oh well you know something something you know what you know what extra time is in uh in hockey sudden sudden death 
Sudden and death. Sudden death is everywhere lately. Yes. Yeah. Sudden, sudden, sudden death, unexplained. Yeah. And they're trying to keep us distracted enough away from it to, to you know. No, worry about Elon Musk or worry about. <laughs> right. You know this or that, but there's a lot of stuff going on and yeah, a lot of sickness and death and financial struggles and a lot of people hanging hanging by a thread uh, I, but I did have I did have on, one before, before you okay, jump okay. jump out of this I just wanted to interrupt with one thing I talked to an, another uh, listener of the show I don't know that they would want me to say their name or whatever but he is in law enforcement in Canada and uh, I talked to him recently about how things are going with his job turns out he's headed back to work I said, oh, that's interesting. What's going on with that? You can go back to work with no jab. And he goes, yeah, no jab, no testing. Um, they'll allow me back now. Mm. So after, after being unemployed for the last five or six months, suddenly they want him back in law enforcement. So he's got a plan. He wants to get a little bit of money and uh, get himself to uh, a different situation. But yeah. I thought it was interesting that we've actually reached a point now where even the, the Kanaka stand, the crazy communists of Canada stand, are willing to let their unjabbed police officers come back. I mean, that says a lot about where we are with this whole this the, yeah, it's, the vaccine it, thing. Like it's I guess it's all all the way over and now we're on to I mean, Roe versus Wade, the most important thing of all time. It's still not all the way over though. There's still it's it's very I know, man. I'm just yeah. saying it feels like that cuz they're bringing people back right. and stuff like now there's I don't think we'll get to it, but there's a Naomi Wolf article I threw in there about the, like, oh, I guess it's really over now. And, and it's like, we're, we're just supposed to forget, like, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> about that whole locking you down for two years uh, or 666 days. Uh, don't worry about that. You know, just <laughs> carry on. And, and, you know, if we need to scare you again with the, bird flu or smallpox or monkeypox like just just be scared be scared when the time's right and and uh you know like the the tweet that i sent to you last night just like i will never be complying with another mandate ever again like i don't care you know if if the, I don't care if they come up with something that really is killing people, like we have to have learned our lesson at this point. And this is, you know, whether it's digital ID for oh, just it's voluntary, you know, just you can get a better deal on food. You got to say no to it at some point, and it's we we lose leverage the longer we wait to say no to it. So, you know, when you wait until you're starving, you really have no leverage left. And what I was going to say is that uh, one positive story, personal story from the last few weeks, I bought a bunch of stakes with Bitcoin. Wait, what? Yeah. So Texas Slim? From Texas Slim. No kidding. I nailed the, it. The Beef Initiative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was ordered and delivered. They're delicious. We've only had two of them so far, but 
got some more stakes. And it was slightly before the Bitcoin crash, so you know, <laughs> like we got a pretty good deal on it, really. But no, so, and I think that's an important, important piece of it, right? Like he's he, what he's trying to do is ranchers, Bitcoiners, tie it together, and tie together and and create a separate system. Right. So this is this is a, a ranch that has their own, you know, agreement with the uh, basically large scale butcher, I guess you could say, because uh, m- that's really where the so a lot of the control is. Is there's only a few different places that right can can process huge amounts of. There's cows everywhere, as you now so, know, in yeah. Oklahoma. It's yeah. just how could who could process them? Who yeah. can get so them through? This, so I think this is a a good start. People should should check it out, and you know I hope we get some some Oklahoma segments going going from it. And um, you you really have to get it to the point where things can be priced in Bitcoin to truly have a parallel system set up, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, cause right now it's still like. Well, yeah, you're paying in Bitcoin, but it's like this amount of Bitcoin because it costs this number of dollars. Right. And the ranchers can't, I'm assuming, they can't get all the stuff they need to get in Bitcoin yet. And until you have that, you can't, you know, they can't budget in Bitcoin. Hmm, right. You know, yeah. so it's so it's still dollar dependent at this point. It's but. St- still dollar dependent, but I think it's it's heading in the right direction, and and uh, you know, grass fed, pure animal protein, the way to go. Absolutely, it is the way to go. The more the more I learn, the more I the more I agree with that. Yeah. So Chris White was correct. Seed oil. Mm. I I'm more and more convinced is the you know, kind of the the key poison there, because it just is in everything. I mean, when you start looking for it, oh. it's like, why is there seed oil in this? Like, it's a jar of nuts. Yeah. Why is there seed oil spread over the? Yeah. You know. I went to uh, the Land Rover dealership actually today. On top of everything, having a little car trouble, uh, but uh, it's not that bad. I, I fixed it. But same thing, they got some snacks, and, you know, I just pick them up. I'm like, all right, Nature Valley granola. What's, like, how bad is this going to be? And I was like, oh. I, I, I know, I knew it was going to be bad, yeah. but it's like, my other choices there are, you know, Fruit Loops. No, I'm just kidding. But it just wasn't, it wasn't a healthy snack bar. So I, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, whole grains. All right, I know that's not great, but whatever. And then the next thing was like sugar. I was like, oh, cool. That's better than high fructose corn syrup. So we're good. Number three, <laughs> soybean oil. I was like, goodness. Number three. I was like, goodness gracious. So I picked up a different granola bar and it was just straight up high fructose corn syrup. Number one. I was like, oh, oats, high fructose corn syrup. I'm like, I'll pass. I'll just have the, uh, the trail mix, which I'm sure had some seed oil in it. Sunflower seed oil with the sunflower. Seed. I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, it's, I mean, it, it is if you are not actively trying to avoid it, you're getting a bunch of it. It's impossible to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, is 
I was thinking about that today. What, didn't it say like, dude, back in the old days, you get like four tablespoons a year total, like, and now people are eating that much like daily or something crazy. It it's a crazy exponential growth to it. So it's I threw in a um, tweet thread. Uh, I'll I'll read through it here. It's from root cause at root cause doctor and exposing the medical pharmaceutical agricultural complex. A multi-billion dollar industry is keeping society sick. First they sell you the poison, then they sell you the antidote. Know your enemy. A thread. Then it talks about the military-industrial complex. Instead of selling guns, bombs, and planes, these corporations profit from selling industrialized food products and their pharmaceutical solutions. These companies span the length of the processed food supply chain. Agricultural seed growers of corn, soy, wheat, etc. Agro-industrial seed and chemical manufacturers, Monsanto, Bayer, Syngenta, etc. Industrial food producers of high fructose corn syrup, polyunsaturated seed oils, and sugar. Uh, Cargill. Uh, Is it Bungie? B-U-N-G-E? Or ADM? I've never heard of those. Other than Cargill. Industrial food substitutes, fake meat, insect protein, beyond meat, Protix. These grain-based industrial food products make humans sick. Despite this, there have been 50 years of nutritional gaslighting telling you otherwise. Eat polyunsaturated oils for heart health. Eat whole grains. Eat a plant-based diet. Saturated fat causes heart disease. Red meat causes cancer. Eggs are bad for you. Calories in, calories out. Eat less, move more. All of them are wrong. When you inevitably extremely fall... wrong. Like, I, I, you know how many eggs yeah. I've been eating? Because I get like yeah, I'd... farm fresh eggs. Like, nice. I mean, I, like I feel amazing when I just have like six eggs. Yeah, that's yeah. One, uh, it was like a, a keto. I think the wheat belly guy was like eat as many eggs as you want. Yeah, yeah. I just I just before the show started, I just had four eggs. Nice. I just got home and. Just made some eggs. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've, sorry. It's, it's my usual lunch is eggs and then, you know, some meat sure. thrown in there and then some sauerkraut because that's one of the few fermented foods that I'm, I've developed a, you know, I'm trying to develop a taste for it. So. <laughs> sauerkraut. Wow. This yeah. guy. So it's trying to get some natural probiotics. Yeah. Trying to. Is Andrew Hoffman in the best shape he's been in a long time? No. No? No. I, 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 blame, the, I blame the allergies, though. I'm oh. allergic to Oklahoma, so it's all like, uh, I don't really feel, in like, feel like lifting weights, you know? I'm still golfing and stuff, but I Wait, could be in better shape. My friend, you can't... The golfing is where the allergies comes from. Could be. It's always bad, like, first thing in the morning, though. So I don't, you know, you would think it would be after I was outside if it was some outdoor deal. But <laughs> well, It's completely off topic, but Oklahoma can be a brutal state, huh? Yeah, for, for it. <laughs> just, just in general, like, stuff is brutal. Like, it's like, yeah. hey, what's the weather today? 90. What? <laughs> 94 and humid. Really? What, yeah. what about tomorrow? 90. Isn't it May? 94. <laughs> it's gonna rain how much 
four inches tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we got some uh, good hail here. <laughs> some definitely the biggest hail I'd seen. I think. It was not tennis ball hail, but it was some of it was pretty close to golf ball. Which yeah. was that's getting into car dent and size. Yeah, I, I am happy to be this side of the the uh, the uh, the city, as it feels like that that end down there really More likes tornadoes. Really likes the, <laughs> the thunderstorms and tornadoes. Yeah, my wife, she comes running in, a big old snake. Oh like, yeah. Like wrapped over the fence, like staring oh. at her like she was <laughs> going to the gate, and a big old, big old snake back there. So she's trying to figure out what, what, uh, what kind it was. But anyway, dude, it's funny you mentioned that. So us leaving the the Kilkenny compound on five acres that was along a river, just for a few days, and then I had to go back and like pack up more stuff and do some cleanup and do some work. There was a garter snake in the uh, in the garage, and these are like the harmless snakes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, just a rough guess. How when I say garter snake, what 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 length do you picture in your mind when you think, yeah, it's a little gar- little garter snake? Oh well, you know the, the garter snakes in Oregon were pretty small, like a, you know a foot foot maybe foot and a half. Four feet, four, four feet, feet plus. <laughs> this thing was enormous. I had a giant ball in the middle of like it had eaten something. I grabbed this huge stick. I'm like, he's in the he's in the uh, garage. I'm like, you gotta get out of here. So I, I stick the stick to him. He looks at me like, what are you crazy? And I kind of push him again with the stick. And he's like, all right, I'm out. And just 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 as fast as can be, slithers away. Two days later, same exact scenario. Other side of the garage. Uh, this this cat this 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 was about. Uh, I'd say a little over three feet not as long as the first not a garter snake I think it may have been people told me maybe it's a rat snake or something else it's a dark colored brown hmm. um, yeah, I need to uh, learn the snakes didn't get it didn't I, I well it doesn't matter like this 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 is what happened to me so I'm like hey get out of here and he, he just kind of doesn't get the message and then just hey kind of just get out of here and he starts to kind of go back and then he comes he keeps wanting to get into the garage, which is weird me out because I'm like picking up stuff and doing stuff. I don't want him to be in the garage. So I keep pushing him away and he keeps coming back at me and I push him away and he comes back. I just got sick of it. I killed it. I just took a giant rock and threw it down. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? I didn't want him to just go away. Like, don't, you know, yeah. anyway, he just didn't get the message, but uh, there, yeah, this, this is a different snake eggs in the garage. That's a great question. Maybe that was why it kept coming back. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a brutal place, though, man. It's a brutal place. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a beautiful place, though, man. It's beautiful. I know it is, but it's extreme. Yeah. It's extreme. Like you got, it gets like for tw- twenty. Remember, it may get like negative, almost like negative ten, negative two degrees, and then it's like ninety four. So it just, it's just for the brutal PGA Championship, which is happening in our state up in Tulsa. Oh um, yeah, yeah. What's the name of that Woodland Hills? What's the name of that? Southern Hills. Southern Hills. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful course. And, you know, like their, like, glamour shot for the course is of a Oklahoma sunset over the course, which is, you know, best sunsets you are the best. Yeah. Best you can get. Yeah. I think we had a listener so. tell us that Kansas was the best, but I don't, I don't think that's, so. It's 
right there, it's, though. It's possible. You know, I, did, I don't know. I've I've driven through part of Kansas. That's the extent of my Kansas knowledge. So yeah, it's, no, the sunsets are great. The beautiful beautiful sunsets. No, I love it. I'm already used to the heat. Today I was just like, ah, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. just, anyway, sorry. So, totally sidetrack. What were we, what were we even talking about? I'll I'll get back. I'll I'll finish up this uh, this thread here. Okay. Okay. There you go. Oh yeah, it was you, seed oils, and you said eggs were bad, and then we're on and on about eggs. Sorry. Right, we were talking about the the bad health advice, which oh, is yeah. still out there. I mean, it it shows a, a Time magazine c- coverage uh, or cover of cholesterol, and now the bad news, and it shows bacon and eggs, and oh, so terrible. On the back of the Nature Valley granola bar that I looked at today at the dealership, it said, uh, "What did it say?" It's like. Is recommend whole grains are recommended in eight servings per day. It's <laughs> just yeah. like okay, yeah, it's food food pyramid food guide stuff. pyramid stuff still on the packaging in twenty twenty two. Totally not paid for by industry. Also, yeah. somebody recently pointed out like you know the American education system really had us eating pizza and chocolate milk at like eleven o'clock in the morning, and we thought that was good. Like that's normal. Oh, that's it. And they really want to make sure you're getting your school lunch, too. It's like, oh, are you not getting your school lunch on the weekends? Like, hey, we can figure something out for that. <laughs> really want you to eating this amazing food we're making. What so, about this fluoride? It, when you put this fluoride rinse, fluoride rinse in your mouth and then spit it into here. Well, and have a milk break. It's, it's, it, I could be wrong because this, this is. You're gone. Why? Why would you be gone? What is it? WIC? Like the women, infants, children okay. welfare stuff? Uh-huh. No organic is eligible for that. No organic anything. Like milk, any, nothing. If it's WIC eligible, it's not organic. That's so my friend. Up. My my, actually, I have a friend who wrote a book called "The New World Order and <laughs> the Eugenics Wars." Yes, Eugenics. and that sounds similar to not letting poor people eat whole foods. Yeah, just a thought. Yeah. So you know when when it's tied to your digital ID for your food ration for your carbon allowance, uh, it. Newsflash: It's not going to be grass-fed beef that they're they're letting you get with that. So, all right, I'll I'll finish this up here. The pharmaceutical industry profits from medicating the symptoms and signs of your chronic disease caused by the food, right? Pills to reduce blood pressure, pills to reduce blood sugar, pills to reduce cholesterol, pills to reduce inflammation and painkillers for when your when your body starts to break. All while downplaying or obfuscating processed junk food as the root cause of disease, which, if removed, would obviate the need for medication in the first place. Big agricultural and big pharma exist in an unholy partnership of profit and illness, junk food and medications, fast food joints and pharmacies. Many, like Bayer and Johnson and Johnson, are one and the same. They sell you the poison, then sell you the antidote. Bayer, a German multinational pharmaceutical and life sciences company, going back to Nazi Germany, sells farmers GMO soybeans, sells Roundup herbicide on the seeds, sells oncology and cardiovascular medications. You couldn't make this up. 
Hundreds of millions, maybe billions of people are caught up in the tragic cycle of overfeeding and chronic disease. Obese, diabetic, depressed, and in pain. Continually, continuously feeding on processed carbs, seed oils, and sugar. And on a laundry list of long-term medications. How was this possible? For the past 50 years, the medical, pharmaceutical, agricultural complex influenced government policy, nutritional guidelines, medical practice, public opinion, away from preventative health and towards junk food and prescription pad medicine. They used regulatory capture, corruption of science and evidence-based medicine, and massive amounts of marketing and advertising. The medical profession bears a heavy burden of responsibility. Today, the average MD has become a credentialed prescription bot of Big Pharma, whether they realize it or not. All right. Uh, If you are very ill or medicated, see a physician that specializes in dietary reversal of metabolic disease. But most of you can start today. Reject the hyper-processed foods made of carbs, sugar, and seed oils, and replace them with fresh, real food, mainly animal meat and fat. Be aware of the quality of your food and how it was grown. Pledge to buy your food from local farmers, markets, uh, farm door shops, and organic regenerative farms. If you can, raise animals, grow vegetables, keep chickens, and work towards food self-sufficiency. And look after your health by resistance, weights training, and exposing your skin to the sunlight. These are all... Radical acts of resistance in the face of a corporate behemoth hell-bent on enslaving you through addiction to industrial junk food and a lifetime of prescription medications. So, it's pretty accurate, I would say. Uh, I would agree. Very accurate. And I won't read through it all, but I have a Weston A. Price uh long-form article it's an old one from sally fallon back in 2006 going through the the history of the seed oils so and with some more details on it and you know when i think healthy i think what company can i trust to make sure that my health is their top priority i think of mcdonald's yeah yeah, and for sure mcdonald's going uh Adding the Beyond Meat, the McPlant Burger. Oh, <laughs> I don't think they're actually calling it the McPlant, but uh, no, is it really? They're really going to call it McPlant anyway. I don't know. This comes so anyway. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Bill Gates very involved with McDonald's. I know his uh, all McDonald's potatoes come from like a Bill Gates owned, you know seed oil slathered in genetically modified potato deal because they have to have the I don't know the unnaturally shaped and colored potatoes so. <laughs> but the notion an eye out of for a potato th- and interestingly enough they they admit in this article that no one wants this stuff like like in Texas, uh, at a McDonald's that is, you know, test selling this McPlant burger. Uh, one's down in the. They're selling less than five per day at a McDonald's. So this is, you know. How woke do you have to be to have a McDonald's plant burger? 
Come on. <laughs> I don't know. So this is... You would... This is kind of the weird... Uh, I don't know. Convergence of different sides. Like, they, they keep mixing people up. It used to be, if you were, like, liberal, anti-McDonald's yep. health nut, like, yep. you would... You would never eat it at a McDonald's. Like, why would you have a plant burger from McDonald's? Like, you would... Why would you go there in the first place? And the people eating it at McDonald's don't want the plant burger. But, anyway. Then we got RFK's wife getting the Impossible Burger impossible every time burger, she goes out. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's... She's doing her part to cut carbon. Yeah. So, we... Well, you want to... You got anything else on the the health front um uh, i was gonna say well, i guess you are kind of wrapping up the health here aren't you all right well, i got uh you got sections. Actually, i like it yeah i've got a there's a good um i'm not gonna read the whole twitter thread but on how big food stole your taste buds it's worth uh mccormick which you know i looked in the Covered and there was some McCormick. Oh, there's McCormick everything. Yeah. They're the like yeah. the, the salt men, like the what are they what are they seasoning salt they call it. Yeah. So he he goes through how you know basically they made everything taste different than what it should for what it is, and your taste buds lie to you. So like what the they they found a way to tell your your brain, like oh you're getting all this nutrition and great stuff when obviously you're really not. You're getting a bunch of seed oils and, and chemicals. Um, and then there's a, another thread. Um, the chicken you are eating has increased three hundred sixty four percent in size over the last fifty years. <laughs> Which I I did not know that. Did you know that, Tim? I knew it was quite a bit bigger. Yeah, the, especially yeah. the breast. The they've become yeah. incredibly top heavy. Yeah, it makes me wonder what they used to look like. Yeah. So there's a if you look in the thread there, it shows the 1957 little scrawny chicken. <laughs> oh no. But the. Uh, it says. The chicken we eat today is very different than what our grandparents grew up eating. Modern chicken is notorious for being dry, bland, and flavorless. Yes. Yeah, guilty. That's why who wants to eat chicken. Contrast this to the 1960s where chicken was considered a delicacy. Famed Jeff Julia, Julia Child had this to say about chicken. Chicken should be so good in itself that it is an absolute delight to eat as a perfectly plain butter roast saute or grill. Yeah, definitely not true anymore. Uh, this begs the question, how do we end up with these fattened, flavorless birds that are dirty and pumped with hormones? Enter the Chicken of Tomorrow contest. Shows a New Yorker magazine contest. Uh, so they were, in 1948, the average chicken cost $3, which is $30 per bird adjusted for inflation. Obviously very much more expensive than now. Yeah, and so uh, 
A&P, the country's largest supermarket at the time, saw that this contest could do two things for them, create a cost-efficient bird for future production, and be a genius PR stunt and increase the marketing of their brand. So they found some giant chickens and started making the mega chickens. So that's... And, oh yeah, by the way, they don't taste good, but that's okay, because we can pump them full of fake seasoning, or, you know... Well, don't forget that other... Chemicals and make them taste like something good. Don't forget that other really weird story that you brought a year ago, six months ago, a year ago, about that all the chickens currently alive will die? If they will die if, they're not, if, if they don't get the, the, right the vaccine, because they've been... Yeah. Which I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, that was a, a Harrison Smith story in... From the context of that's what they're trying to do with COVID, right? You know, my my opinion now is that all that viral stuff is is bogus. It's just you can produce whatever results with the the phony PCR tests that you want, and use it as the excuse for. Like, oh, yeah, you have to have this vaccine or you're going to die. Your chicken's going to die. And it's it's messed up, you know. <laughs> you might avoid the vaccine, but your if your food doesn't, the, they can still find a way to, to get some of these mRNA. Well, not necessarily mRNA, but it's some of the liquid nanoparticle junk and the graphene oxide and the rest of it is is not new for uh, for animal vaccines. But. Hmm. So, but it, I think it's simpler than than that story made it out to be. It's just poison. Like yeah. They find a way to get poison into you, and into your food supply, and into everything else. Um, and anyway, that thread plugged a book called The Dorito Effect, which I would like to read. So if yeah, anyone out there, I was just noticing that has a uh, has a copy and would like to send it to me. That would be much appreciated. Double plus good. Yeah. So, yep. or I could you know buy it, but throwing throwing it out there because it seems like the people that listen to our podcast also read books. Yes, and just might might have that. So. Yes, absolutely. Um, what was I going to say about that? Yeah, have, if you've ever done any like kind of fasting or juice fast or keto or just straight up not eating for a couple of days, it it's weird. Your taste buds will kind of reset, and then you'll hmm. you'll yeah. eat something, and it's like, whoa, this is. Or especially if you've been on keto for several months, and then you have some sort of sugar, like the sugar rush hits you, and you're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> whoa, this is weird. Yeah, you you can tell if you're eating healthy or not if you're eating healthy like fast food smells and tastes disgusting like a kind of overwhelming you know like oh who would want that yeah. if you but if you're eating a bunch of junk or in bad stuff when it, it's just more of like a time thing or a convenience thing, like, ah, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
or or cost. That's another big thing. It's that the junk is always cheaper than than real stuff. But yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just threw this story in there. Uh, Pfizer is testing a Lyme disease vaccine on kids. So they've got this Lyme disease thing, which is much more widespread than they've admitted to this entire time. And if they can get a vaccine approved, all of a sudden it's going to be like, hey, guess what? Millions of people have Lyme disease. And we should be given vaccines for it because it's such a big deal. So just throwing that out there. Wait for that one. So they they figured out we need the vaccine before we admit it's a crisis. So and it goes without saying, I don't expect the vaccine to actually prevent Lyme disease, but. Still there, Tim? I muted myself. Gotta love that. You've you've cut out a couple times. It's not you. I think it's connection dropping, and then I'm muting myself. So, get just working the bugs out. Working the bugs out. We're getting back into it. Getting back into it. Do you have good internet at your new? I do. Uh, the new residence is so big that the internet is really far away. <laughs> Okay, and the house is built pretty solidly, so I don't know. I have to have to move some things around. I actually moved so that this uh, I don't know how much you want to know, but I have a there's actually an office in the front where the internet is probably much stronger than it is here, but it has wood floors and wood cabinets and wood walls. And Too loud. I think it I think it would just be an echo chamber. So mm. I moved back to a little softer room that was unoccupied and. Now here we are with some connection troubles. I'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll work it out. Um, Run some, some Cat Six cable for you. Yeah, I, I probably should just get some Cat Six. Just run it all the way from where it is to here. Yep. Uh, I guess I could just just during the podcast. We'll see how <laughs> see how long it takes for my uh, one. Yeah, you could or- just you could just undo it when you're, you're no, done. I, I mean if. It, I agree, but yeah, but during the well, this late at night, it should be fine. But the uh, I'm sure if, <laughs> if the one or five year old would figure out a way to uh, <laughs> destroy that, wreak havoc with that. So yeah, for sure. So anyway, uh, where to next? So, buddy? so are you excited about the Lyme disease vaccine for kids from Pfizer? Uh, I can't say I am. I did. Hey, I'll I'll share a personal story. I don't. We've been sharing some personal stuff today, but I, I totally freaked out about a month ago, and I found a, a tick in my son's hairline in his hair, and uh, removed it and uh, mailed it off as my uh, co-host recommended I do to get it tested immediately. So another thing that's in Oklahoma is ticks. So, um, but you know, I could just inject him with some sort of Pfizer goop, and then he could potentially <laughs> just pl- Play. Just go ahead and get ticks all over you, just, kid. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let it go. What's that? It's a tick, but don't worry. You're vaccinated. Like, don't, don't totally <laughs> panic and go through every single natural instinct, which would be to remove it from yourself. Don't worry about it because you're, you're vaccinated. Yeah. In rare cases, though, it gets through. 
Or causes it by itself but the, without a tick. Oh, but but the tick t- tested negative. So that it was did. The, the tick tested negative. That. that was a that was a happy ending to that story. So there's just uh, just been a lot happening, a lot of moving parts around here. Indeed. Uh, yeah, we we kind of missed the whole Nina Jankowitz story. I, had I was just in about her, and I was the, just thinking that man, this, this let, is let's, like right up our alley. Uh, let's talk about this. We had a ministry of truth for real and it was so short lived. It was it 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 was we, founded we didn't do a podcast during it. <laughs> it was founded and abolished in between podcasts. Yeah. Well it was a three week break, but in, but I mean still. In reality, Department of Homeland Security is just like like we already do this. Like this is <laughs> We don't need a separate department. Yeah. But man, she was something else. Oh, yeah. With her singing. The singing, and, uh, yeah. 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 Anyway. So excited to be, yeah. yeah. So our, our friend Will. Our friend I, Will. I, you, know, you know, we haven't been doing enough podcasts when it's like, has Will done one or two videos oh. since our last podcast? And, but I mean, Will does 40-minute long videos. Well, that's Come what on. I'm saying. Like, he does, like, actual art artwork, you know. This is it's not a podcast. It's, it's filmmaking. But uh, he sent us the... Uh, psyops and it's highly symbolic recruitment video um or it's a it's an actual recruitment video from psyops but the uh that doesn't it doesn't translate well to a podcast because many of it much of it is vi- uh visual but i did throw in an article so you did Which, throw in an article and then what i'm sorry you cut out oh it's uh just put it in in more context. So, the goal of PSYOP is essentially to mess with people's minds. Appropriately enough, a recent recruitment video by the fourth PSYOP group accomplished just that. Posted on the official social media accounts associated with the U.S. military, the video titled Ghosts in the Machine gained some viral traction as viewers were impressed with the video's production quality while being baffled by its overarching message and symbolism. And the the tweet that they put out from 1st Special Forces Command, we believe in ghosts, do you? Hashtag Cywar. And the video is ghosts in the machine. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out, I guess. It's not, you know, won't make you feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, But this article goes through uh, PSYOP stands for psychological operations. It can be defined as planned psychological activities using methods of communications and other means directed to approved audiences in order to influence perceptions, attitudes, and behavior affecting the achievement of political and military objectives. When books describe PSYOPs, they often refer to World War One era strategies such as dropping leaflets from a plane to do more sophisticated techniques utilizing the latest technologies and the immense power of mass media but that is not all there was always a magical supernatural element to see devil horn eyebrows and i think we've talked about him on the podcast probably more than once right akino yeah 
Yes. So I believe we have. My, Michael Aquino joined the U.S. Army in 1968, when, where he became an officer specializing in psychological warfare and later a lieutenant colonel in military intelligence. As Aquino climbed the ranks of the U.S. military, he also climbed the ranks of another organization, the Church of Satan. Uh, this comes from the Washington Post. Michael Aquino began corresponding with Anton LaVey while a psychological operative for the U.S. Army stationed in the jungles of Vietnam. Aquino returned to the States and was uh, soon made a high-ranking priest and editor of the church's Cloven Hoof newsletter. His distinctive appearance, he sported a prominent widow's peak and darkly accented eyebrows, was further enhanced by a small 666 tattooed on his scalp. Okay, and then it shows him doing with some, like, big knife thing and... Aquino, <laughs> the caption from Vigilant Citizen is Aquino doing satanic things. As years passed, the relationship between Aquino and Anton LaVey deteriorated. The main reason? LaVey believed that Satan was a symbolic force, while Aquino believed in the literal existence of Satan. In 1975, Aquino founded the Temple of Set, an occult order that revolved around an Egyptian deity whom the, on whom the Hebraic Satan was supposedly based. I would say other way around, but um, Aquino's occult activities did not interfere with his military career. In fact, he described politics and propaganda as forms of lesser black magic. So anyway, this interesting article. Um, people should check it out if you're interested. I think the article's better than the, the video they're analyzing, but it's... did You watched that video, right? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah. Ghost of the Machine. It it uh, it uh, reminded me of du- what is it? The the Apple guys were all obsessed with it for a while. Dust X Machina or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which what does that mean? A god in the machine. There. God it is. in the machine. Yeah. Deus uh, X Machina. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but. Yeah, a very, very odd promo video. It's like advertising. I think your response to that uh, video when Will sent it to us was the best. Are we the baddies? <laughs> yes. The guys controlling things from behind the curtain and... and uh, you know, you... you changing can be people's an, minds. An open Satanist and that helps your U.S. military career? Hmm. Yeah, we're the... We're supposedly the good guys. We and are. just a, a PSYOPs story um, from express.co.uk. The ghost of Kiev dies in battle. Oh, no. So this is the same ghost of Kiev that does not exist. That was a... Uh, well, I don't think this part of it was from 4chan. Or was it? It was just some comedian that took a picture of himself. It's like, oh, look, I'm the ghost of Kiev. I don't remember. They were, they were doing 4chan posts, like yeah. saying, oh, yeah, you shot down 10 Russian planes today. And just completely made up. Yeah. Uh, like video game footage, which was then uh, which was then retweeted by neocon Congress people yep. to tout the amazing ghost of Kiev. And so they 
still, after all that came out that it was fake, they still ran a story saying, oh, he died a hero. <laughs> Ghost of Kiev, hero of Ukraine war, dies in battle defending country from Russians. Like, Un- with no, no mention of the fact that he doesn't actually exist. I don't know. <laughs> the comments are great. Yeah. If he dies, a hundred more will rise to take his place. <laughs> his ones were reset to zeros. Rest in peace. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, I'm sure there was a Ukrainian pilot killed, but this is... The whole narrative was was fake. And we had the whole Snake Island thing. and <laughs> the, other, the comments are great. You know that the Xbox is not real. Don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, goodness. Okay. Uh, kudos for them allowing allowing comments. Not many media outlets even allow comments anymore. But. They don't want you to see the truth. So McDonald's doesn't care about you, and neither does the media. No. No. I watched an interesting uh, little tête-à-tête. It was. Uh, Jack from Twitter and Elon, I think it was day before yesterday, I was listening to these two yap at each other. There was like two other people I couldn't recognize, but it was mainly, they were talking about Bitcoin and what needed to be done, but it, it was it was odd. It was odd to... Was this recent or was... It was yesterday, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jack and Elon and these other two, I guess they would call, be called moderators or something, but... Uh, I, I, one thing struck me, and I might just be... Does Elon believe his own stuff? I feel, I feel like Elon believes his own stuff. <laughs> like, mm. I know, well, I know that, what, I know that that's what, the... Um, the uh, I feel, what I feel stuff? Like I, he, I think he really feels like that renewable energy is possible. <laughs> like like just, he's actually doing good things by, you know... Slave labor, lithium mining, our energy supply. <laughs> hey, come on! I'm the biggest Elon hater in in this room, but uh, no, I just I like. He's like, well, you know, green energy in the future is the future. We just have to get to that point, and uh, you know, it'll take time. But I think overall, in the long run, it'll be cheaper. But I, I think he believes that. But, he's, but then he like goes on to say like well you know right now we have a lot of you know electricity that's being run off coal and that's one of the great things that has happened in the last couple of years is people have gotten the coal plants offline it's like I don't know uh, of course this guy on an open YouTube thing there was only it surprised me too there's only like 4,500 people watching live I was like wouldn't more people be interested in this uh, I don't know he just struck me as someone who actually believed well 4,500 lives is pretty. Th- it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's like MSNBC ratings. <laughs> so. Anyway, I don't know. I just felt like he believed everything he was saying. He's a interesting character. Well, he's, he's in on it, as yeah. they say. So I, I do not think he believes it. Okay. I think he just... He just thinks he could do a better job running things than the people running it. It's yeah. kind of like the 
I'd put him in a similar category to Donald Trump. Where it's like, oh, hmm. you guys are idiots. We got to run the new world order like this. We can make the people like us. Yeah. This is how you do it. So it's... It's like they'll love the brain chips and the, uh, you know, control grids with electric vehicle onlys and, yeah. I mean, I've never wanted an electric vehicle in my life, but filling up gas for $100 every couple days made me stop and think for a moment, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. (laughs) That's not, not, not fun. And what, uh, you know, just remember when, uh, when you're thinking, oh, maybe, maybe I'll have more freedom with an electric vehicle. Remember them saying, hey, Elon, you should shut off all the Teslas in Russia because mm-hmm. you can. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which was the reverse of let's make all the Teslas have a longer range for all the people trying to escape from Florida for during a big hurricane. There is some crazy controllability there. Did you hear the Bryson Gray Elon Musk song? No. I did not. It was was a good one. I did not even know it existed. Yeah. It's a a pretty recent one. He, He talks about similar things to what we've talked about. Hmm. So. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I don't know if it's end of show worthy or not, but... I'll look into it. Yeah. Well, let's stop real quick. Thanks some people. And uh, I wanted to read a couple emails. I just got... I mean, there was one thing that kept me wanting to come back, and that was listener emails. We started getting them right away. Uh... Still with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had muted myself because I was clicking into the spreadsheet. There. Oh, gotcha. No worries. Well, um, what? Where am I going to start? This came through. This is from Elizabeth. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for the work you do, always informing the truth. And sharing great resources, I have an invaluable resource that I hope you'll check out and share on your podcast, Jam Packed with Golden Nuggets. Uh, it's called BeyondMoney.net. Thanks, Elizabeth. And then right after that, we got spam. And after that, it says, hope you are well. I am missing the podcast. Sending prayers for whatever you may need. Kathy. And oh, then nice. after that, hi, Tim and Andrew. As you, If you mentioned you were going to take some time off, I missed it. Anyway, I wanted to drop a line to let you say you are missed, and then I'm praying for both of you. Hope all is well. Polly in Washington. Or Western Australia, I don't know. Uh, Hi, Carl from Hungary here. Just wanted to say how I incredibly much miss your podcast. It's one of the highlights of the whole week when you guys are on. I hope to hear you soon, Carl. I got got some Hungarian money I got to give you from Carl, Andrew. Sweet. Uh, Celeste, oh, this is Celeste. As a grateful newcomer to your program, I can say with boldness that the mission you're on may feel underground at times. This came in today, like a couple hours ago. Yeah. 
uh, underground at times. It's certainly reminiscent and worthy of an MOS of... M- oh, worthy of an MOS of Heaven's Ambassadors on Special Assignment in the army of God Almighty, piercing this present darkness by sprinkling the light of the Holy Spirit over miles and hearts you may only learn about when you reach your eternal destiny. And all this to express thank you for the sacrifices you have made and continue to endure for the sake of exposing truth in a world that is blinded by or worse yet rejects reality. Your discussions confirm, strengthen, and bring hope to those of us holding on to truth while floating in a sea floating on a log in a sea of lies. May God bless and protect you and your loved ones today, tomorrow, and all eternity. Celeste from Henderson, Nevada. P.S. I miss your program terribly. It's been a long three weeks. I hope all is well. Uh, Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. And then even just as this show got started, we got another one that came in. Okay, guys. It's been almost a month now. Do we need an Amber Alert? Are you okay? <laughs> Hope all is well with you. You're prayed for and missed. So, I just wanted to stop and thank our listeners for putting up with the three weeks and uh, reading these emails because we are a listener-supported podcast, and without you guys, this doesn't work. So thank you so much for those notes. It definitely encourage me to get back to it. And uh, I was thinking about, you know, should we even do, we got to thank the donations, but should we ask for more donations or we haven't even done a show? And like part of me is like, yeah, don't ask for donations, finish, do some more shows. But then another part of me is like, well, this is the perfect time to ask for donations because now you get to see what life is a perfect example of what it, what life would be like with no Revelations Radio News. So <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting yeah, it's a it's hey, it's 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 a way to think about it. I think so. I hadn't decided which one I, I felt more inclined to go with, but yeah. <laughs> Revelations Radio News has decided to be a listener uh, solely listener supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you're getting value from the show, please help us by becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work. This is based on the value for value model made famous by Adam Curry of the No Agenda podcast. So, if these last three weeks were not incredibly long, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot about those guys," then you don't you're not getting any value here. If they were long, please uh, give us some value in kind. And apparently, as Andrew was saying earlier, if don't. He- don't, you know, if you, don't, don't send if, Cardano or XRP. No, I'm just kidding. Well, if you had a large short position on, on Bitcoin and are now rich, uh, yeah, you could share. And a heads up next time. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even know how to short Bitcoin or to buy puts on Bitcoin. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Weird. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so we have some people to thank, and quite a few because, you know, it's been three weeks. <laughs> So, uh, we'll start with John in Swallowfield, Berkshire, UK. Came in with $10. I think that's a monthly donation for him. Uh, good old Kyle from Kent, Washington. My friend, my buddy, 50 bucks. Thank you very much. Uh, Caleb from Bat- Batavia, Ohio, with 3333. He must be a uh, no-agenda well, listener well, as well. He, he, he found us through Will. He is the original... Uh, truth is stranger than fiction donor oh well there you go thank you very much for for solving that mystery for me of course danny 
from Medford, Oregon with his $25. Thank you, Danny. Uh, Emily from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Thank you very much, Emily. Uh, that was $10 there. Uh, Penny with $10 from Mesa, Arizona. And then here we go. We keep it going. So <laughs> that was last month's donation for this show. <laughs> <laughs> now on the 19th of the month, we'll get into this month's donations. Yeah. Uh, Syrah from Reno, Nevada. Thank you. Uh, wait a second. Does that mean... All right, I'm kind of tripping out here. Do we have a Celeste from Henderson, Nevada that just emailed us? And then a Syrah from... Yeah. A Syrah from Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Wow. Different places. Yes, I know, but the names are similar. Autumn from up there in Snoqualmie. I hope you are well, Miss Autumn. Snoqualmie, Washington. Uh, $5. Kyle with another $10. Uh, That's from Newton, Massachusetts. The next four are parts unknown. Why don't you hit those? Because I have a check to get. Let me go do that. Okay. Uh, Caroline, $25. Thank you, Caroline. William or Bill, uh, $35, and, and he has uh, donated before. I, I recognize the name. Thank you very much. And uh, God's Property Media, $15, also from Parts Unknown. Thank you very much. And uh, Valerie, $30. Thank you very much, Valerie. So thank you, everyone, and for those, those very... Nice, encouraging emails, and as I said at the beginning, I think if people, you know, Tim deserved the the break. So, <laughs> very very kind of you, sir. Very kind of you. Um, I, I did want to make a uh, a quick note, so I will change the post office box on the website because we are we do have a new post office box. So as of now. The post office box will be listed at Revelations Radio News backslash support by the time you are hearing this, and it will be the correct post office box. The old one, if you have a recurring payment going to that one, for a while it should forward to the new one, but I would, you know, yeah. I, I would update it as soon as you can because, well, that's just probably the best way to go about you're, it. You're counting on the post office for an extra, to get an extra step, right? Yes, an extra step, exactly. So, this is from this is a new it's one of the one of those bank checks that they do the oh cool yeah the kind of uh subscription based one just comes in that little weird paper you have to tear out the dotted lines but uh lo and behold i thought oh this is from uh what's his what's uh luke from Nevada, Idaho, or uh, gosh, I did it again, Nevada, Iowa, or this is one of the other people who has some of the uh, subscriptions, but no, this is a new one, so I apologize in advance. Christine from Manchester, New Hampshire, you sent in a uh, subscription. Uh, she sent it in a couple weeks ago, so she, uh, thank you very much, she sent in $20 as a subscription, so this is a recurring one, and we, we uh, greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much for sending that over. And uh, Manchester, there's a East Coast spot yeah. named after. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. So I think that's it. Um, also, if anybody out there is a web designer, wants to ramp up the website or has some ideas on how to do it, 
we're, we'll welcome that. Uh, Will from Truth to Strangers in Fiction has been getting on to me about it being a text-based website with absolutely no pictures. So uh, if anybody has some pictures or even we could just do a cover art that is not black with white text, like any kind of art. So anybody oh, out there? Yeah, so not like a per episode album art. You would get, you know, basically a permanent album art spot. Yeah, I mean, I'd love a per episode album art, but we're not there yet. We're not as no. cool as No Agenda and Canary Cry and those. But uh, no, I think just a updated, just not the black with the white text. Any album art would be cool at this point. So anybody has some ideas or even a banner we could put up on the website, let's uh, get them to us. And uh, otherwise, I'll just keep harassing Will that he has to make one since he keeps complaining about it. So. <laughs> Anyway, we want him doing his own. No, his I own agree. Thing. I agree. So. But he, he was like encouraging me. He's like, dude, you just like a, a picture. You have to get something on the website. <laughs> so anyway, uh, well, we appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for your donations. Thank you for taking the time to write those emails and just thank you for your patience and prayers. And uh, yeah, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Well, and it, I don't know if, we don't have to get to the, the Elon stuff. So, but it, I did want to say, you know, kind of the, because I haven't done a, a Substack lately either. And what's, what I've been thinking about lately is striking the balance between, you know, being wise and as independent as possible, I guess you could say self-sufficient parallel economics all that stuff and also realizing it can all be taken away you know this is this world is not our home and if the powers that be want to take it away bad enough there that's what's going to happen and christians for all you know since jesus himself uh, we we don't end up with a a lot of stuff usually, so this is this is in some ways I think spiritually it's going to be a good thing. Um, I'm not saying we shouldn't try and you know be able to feed help feed other people especially um, and obviously take care of our our own families, but you know if, if you are bummed because of financial stuff I, I would say it's an opportunity for for faith so it's a you know trust God God's he takes care of the sparrows he, he'll take care of us so, so. I wanted I, to make sure I got that out there yeah I don't know it's profound enough I don't know that I can add much man just throwing an amen I mean that's that's the truth. It's uh, it's hard for our Western brains to wrap our heads around that one. Yeah, we got we can buy enough stuff, you know. We well, and and some of that is our, you know, we're both dads. Yeah, it's our our job to make sure our families are taken care of, but you know, who who do you trust? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust your investments do you trust your job your your boss or do you trust god 
So that's so the, there there may be a substack at some point along those lines. But I, I encourage it. Yeah, I have been trusting God. It's been uh, yeah, it's been quite a road. I think He had a plan for this whole move home thing, even though it pains me to look back at my value of my old house gosh that's a terrible (laughs) i wouldn't recommend doing that by the way um and just you know just wondering like what am i doing here but i i i I believe he he sent me here i uh we prayed about it and that's kind of where we came and i think a lot of good things have happened because of it a couple of bad things have happened because of it but i think that i have to you know if it was all easy it would be uh well, it wouldn't be a real, you know, a real trial. And I don't think that uh, easy men are, what, how does it go? I don't think strong men are made out of easy times. Yeah, it's easy, easy times creates monsters. Monsters yeah. create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something to that effect. And I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a lot of monsters around right now. So. It's it's becoming more and more obvious that we're going to get to live through, you know, some very interesting times. And the biggest problem of American Christians uh, may no longer be the how, you know, complacent and comfortable and distracted we are. We may have other stuff to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like we have to at least touch on it. And I noticed we didn't see anything here, uh, actually, in your show notes from it, except maybe the very last thing. Um, oh, the Supreme, the yeah. Well, I just we we transitioned real quick from COVID to Ukraine so abruptly, and then mm-hmm. it's Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. But then ukraine thing it wasn't really working or there's no more i mean once they got the 54 billion dollars or whatever they got right that's all that that was for you know and now it's right (laughs) on to roe versus wade to uh energize the liberal left because before roe versus wade hits there's like no reason to vote democrat like at all unless you're just like i love masks i love all i love I love sex ed for kids. I love transgenders. COVID, COVID was a loser. And you know what? This is going to sound crazy. I think killing babies is a loser platform, too. Yeah. Well. Like, you know, there's... I don't think Elizabeth Warren's math is correct there when she says 69% of people want to keep Roe versus Wade in place. Like, no, actually, we'd kind of like to live in a country where killing babies and selling their body parts is illegal. That would kind of be a a nice thing. So, Well, I mean, you live in a state where it's illegal. (laughs) Did you see this? For Oklahoma, for Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma legislature passes a bill banning almost all abortion. <laughs> yeah, today that's good. It's, and wow, I red states are going to lose all the women. That's a that's a response to this. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, and, and Oregon is saying we will. Yeah, we come will to fly come, you yeah. here for your abortion. Yeah. Ah. So, 
I mean, well, here, here's here's the other thing though: the Supreme Court hasn't officially decided anything. Yeah, this whole story was based on the leak, right? But just uh, all just to energize opinion. the base to to vote Democrat. I mean, that's my well. There, there's that aspect, but there's also. You know, yeah, I think I think that is the agenda. However, I, I will believe a John Roberts Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade when I see it, and I have not seen it yet. You know, I would love to be wrong. Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, uh, John Roberts, one of Andrew Hoffman's favorite people. <laughs> right up there with the... John McCain and Lindsey Graham. <laughs> so you don't think so? No, I don't think so. But I think the reason the draft was was leaked was exactly what you're saying, you know, yeah. to But you know, I I'm just I I don't believe that abortion is nearly as popular as it used to be. I mean, there used to be a lot of people that thought like, oh, just a clump of cells, you know, not really, not really a baby in there. And there's just no way to make that argument anymore. Yeah. There's way too many premature babies born. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, there's an NFL one. It was a 26 weeks baby or some, I don't, I don't want to quote, but there was some crazy low week baby that had been born and was nursed to health outside the womb. Uh, it was the daughter of an NFL player, mm. yeah. and it's the more stories you see like that, it's like what, 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 what clump of cells are you guys talking about again? Right. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And the the other thing that they're conflating the whole thing to be like, oh, once Roe versus Wade is overturned, it'll be illegal for abortions everywhere. When really it's just a states' rights thing. This is what makes America great: states' rights. Let states decide what they're going to do. If you don't want to live in this state, go yeah. to another state. And the, the reality is that abortion has been such a gold mine for both political parties for so long that the establishment does not want change. Does mm. not want it, you know. Mm. This is, the Republicans have been fundraising on ending, you know, oh, we're going to stop abortion, and then they never do anything for 50 years. And... The Democrats have been fundraising on they're going to take away your right to choose for 50 years. So, yeah, this is... I I will believe it when I see it, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, it definitely not only ignites the Democrat base, but, I mean, it's weird. It's more this kind of splintering of everybody. But... I mean, we really went from you need to be force injected with a a uh, experimental concoction to my body, my choice in less than eight weeks. I mean, it was it was a short time. Like a and all of a sudden, there's like women again. Yeah, like women a, exist again. All my, of a sudden, my wow. body, my Weird. choice. Like a, you don't have a choice because you you're not a woman. It's weird it's like I, I thought you couldn't even tell who was a woman and who wasn't 
my favorite was this so-called feminist holding up a sign that says, whatever she wants to do. <laughs> yeah, a, a guy holding up the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah, a guy feminist, supposedly, yeah. holding up the sign. Yeah. Well, you got anything else or you want a, a good news story? Ah, hit me with a good news story. I need it. It's, oh, wait, I had a... Sh- well, I, you actually already played it, or you sent me the clip. I had that Camilla clip, but I don't need it. It's okay. We'll move on. Camilla yeah. <clears throat> talking about working together. To oh, work, yeah. Work, work, <laughs> to that was work, brutal. To work yeah. together on Ugh. things. There have been some Joe Biden and do you know how I Do you know how I saw that tweet, by the way? Michael Burry tweeted, like, I, I don't speak well. But I don't speak this poorly. <laughs> yeah. He's all, he's like he has Asperger's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty uh self-aware tweet by the man. But anyway, yeah, let's let's go on to good news. I'm ready. Yeah, we, we are well past the positive propaganda stage where it's like America's great. America's, you know, we've got all the best people and the best people in charge that you know, that propaganda is long gone. It's just like, how much does your country suck to have this person ruling you? That's what that's what the the messaging is now. Like, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala. It's a demoralization campaign. Yeah. So this is this is an, an old story, but a goodie. Uh, remembering uh, Stomatus Moratus. Mer- the man who almost forgot to die. Kind of ties together with some earlier stories we talked about. On the anniversary of the passing of uh, Stomatus Moritus, his legacy and message live on. Moritus, who did not remember his exact age, either 98 or 102, featured in numerous international media stories touting his puristic way of life on his beloved island of Icaria. Same way of life allowed him to outlive the doctors who predicted his death after a lung cancer diagnosis in the 1970s. Moritus was a Greek immigrant to the United States. Like many others, he worked hard and built a new life in the new world. In 1976, a cancer diagnosis, six to nine months to live, and the high cost of funerals in the U.S. convinced him to pack his bags and head back to his native island where he thought he would spend his final months alive. Moritus refused chemotherapy and medication that was prescribed by his American doctors and chose a different therapy, nature, community, and some of his good old-fashioned homebrew wine. During what he thought would be his final months on earth, all Moritus cared about was his garden, his parents' vineyards, and his homemade wine. He did not drink enough, he said jokingly, to be considered an alcoholic, just two or three cups a day. Six months went by and he did not die. Not only that, but he felt stronger and his health actually continued to improve. He ended up living almost 40 years after his doctor prescribed expiration date. Moritus died peacefully, and not from cancer, on February 3, 2013. Uh, prior to his death, he had become an international media darling. The, the New York Times featured him in a story called The Island Where People Forget to Die. Moritus was also featured in other interviews including one with BBC reporter Andrew Bomford, renowned celebrity chef, and uh, Diane Cochillis wrote a 
cookbook which dives into the Icarian food as life philosophy and includes dozens of recipes, photographs, and stories from locals. And uh, I, I didn't clip it, but there's an interview with them. And it's interesting, they kind of make the story all about the wine, and it's not really like the biggest deal. So it was, he made sure like super clean water. He said the water around there is clear. You could see 20 feet down and just all grown, all food grown himself. He said clean food, clean, you know, he basically wouldn't eat any processed anything and beat the cancer, lived like, 40 years after that so hmm, amazing when you stop poisoning yourself um good things happen so yeah i think that works uh physically and spiritually and spiritually yes so words of wisdom for the day is avoid uh, the poison don't poison yourself spiritually or physically. Yep. Amen to that. <laughs> My pastor had something interesting to say. He said, uh, too many people in this congregation, not in this congregation, but he just said, too many people these days. The There's a knock at the door, or there's a, there's a, there's a sound at the front door, and... They're jumping out of bed trying to do push-ups to get strong to, so they can stop the intruder. And uh, <laughs> he said, you need to be strong before the intruder comes. you got to pray before the bad times. you got to pray before the hard times. you got to pray and be in relationship with God before hmm. the intruder comes to the front door. Can't be hopping out of bed. Hold my feet. I'm doing some sit-ups. Come on. Right. Yeah, it's a little late for training at that point. A little late no. for training. So get strong while you can. Both mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yep. So. Well, thanks for doing the show, Tim. And I'm I'm glad to have you up here on on this side of the OKC Metro. Yes, sir. I'm happy to be here, and uh, let's hang out soon. Thank you for your patience, everybody, and for doing a show with me, Andrew. And uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Sweet. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-